All right, and we're on. Welcome to the Baddest Abroad podcast, the podcast for ambitious women reclaiming their power. I'm your host, Esther Polito, and today on our inaugural episode, I'm excited to be joined by a special guest. There should be like fake clapping <laughs> in the background. <laughs> One of my best friends and twin fizz, Morris Moshi Richardson. How many <laughs> nicknames do you have now? Oh, man. Well, for including the bad ones, I got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a those, lot. Are, those are the fun ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast, Moshi. I'm really happy you're joining me. Thank you. Thank you, Panda. Uh, um, yeah. Thank you. I feel like this is the second iteration of us podcasting, but we'll we'll get into that later. Um, before we start on today's topic about ambition, why don't you share a bit about your your background? Right on. Yeah, for sure. Um, background is uh, in STEM, in the STEM field, STEM area, uh, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Um, my career has been uh, engineering oriented, uh, a lot of mechanical engineering roles um, and uh, a lot of uh, research and development roles, uh, mostly um, uh, operating in the um, uh, I say private sector, um, corp kind of what we would call corporate America. Um, keep one foot in academia here and there. Um, as I've been taking classes throughout my entire working career, always, always, I'm always taking a class as for something, whether it's computer science. Mm -hmm. It's always got my foot, at least one foot in, in academia, but uh, mostly uh, corporate America. And then I, I'm from the streets, so I can't. <laughs> That's the most important. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's go let's go all the way back. Um, you you hail from the the great state of Michigan. <laughs> so were you born in Grand Rapids? Yeah, yeah, born and raised. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what was that like? And how did you get into the STEM field? Grand Rapids, uh, very segregated segregated city. Uh, back in the 80s when I was born um, and throughout the 90s. Um, not a lot of opportunities uh, for not minorities uh, in mm -hmm. that city. Um, uh, and um, that, that still stands true today. But in either mm -hmm. case, um, so a, a, a lot of the, a lot of the, um, the, the probability of me ending up in jail or dead uh, in the areas that I lived was very high. Right. Um, so it, it wasn't it wasn't the best place to grow up and the opportunity to thrive uh was very limited survival was was the strategy um so that was that was kind of where i where i started and came from right i think we do have that in common because you know for part of my childhood was kind of difficult um it's the best way to put it but mm -hmm. for the most part I think growing up, especially when I was a you know a young person, it's like all I want to do was get the heck out of that my you know home situation. <laughs> my goal for the first I think ten years of like leaving home was just I need to work, I need to be able to survive on my own, and mm -hmm. that's it. There wasn't like we had a goal of like one day I'm gonna be a doctor. Like there wasn't really even space in my brain to be like, oh, I should work towards blank career. It was just like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> and mm -hmm. 
And I need to start working on how I'm going to be able to provide for myself and survive, you know, out in the world. So I think there is something to that. And especially for kids and young adults who either were growing up in a certain situation where it's like, you know, the, the statistics were stacked against you by either being part of a marginalized community or just being any shade of brown. <laughs> the statistics are pretty much all say, by the way, there's a higher chance of you being dead in the gutter, <laughs> being, a, you know, you know, having a teenage pregnancy or doing a, a couple stints of rehab. It's just, it's always been the kind of like the narrative that I was well aware of. And I had kind of this whole psyche of like, okay, I don't want to be any of those things. So my greater school at that time was really like, I don't want to be another statistic that ends up being in these, you know, these kinds of situations. So that's really interesting. Um, so we've known each other for about a decade, 10 years or so. That's really hard to believe. Um, and I've known you to be a fairly ambitious guy. <laughs> You're always doing something. There's always, I get a phone call in a quarterly. It's like, oh, we should, be, we should be thinking about this. What do you think about this? Do you know anybody in this field? We should talk about this. So it always cracks me up. And I love the <laughs> exercise because I don't, all of my friends. <laughs> um, but you've always been very ambitious. You're always trying to come up with different like creative projects or business models. And we would kind of like talk about it and yeah. run through it and think about the ins and outs and how would we, we would go through it. So I've known you to always have kind of like this mindset of like, okay, what's the next thing? What's another thing we could do? What else should we be thinking about? Um, so with that, I want to start things off talking about ambition as far as when people think about the term like blind ambition is usually what comes up. And especially for women, the word ambition has always been thought of as a dirty word type of thing. Um, so I wanted to ask you, is there such a thing as bad ambition? Mm, that is a good question. Um, so I, I guess to, to calibrate um, what we, we kind of have to define what is ambition. Um, I haven't looked this up on the internet or, or looked in a dictionary or anything. So I'm just going off of what well, I'm... ambition plainly is just a desire to succeed at something. Right. Okay. That's the, the plainest definition. Okay. All right. So we'll normalize there. So that that's our definition is the desire to, to, um, succeed at something. So. Um, so then, so the original question was, is, is there a such thing as bad ambition or good ambition, mm -hmm. bad ambition, okay. bad or good, bad or good. Yeah. Um, so when I say the word ambition, what comes to your mind? Um, just intuitively, just mm. as a knee jerk reaction, I think of it as a good thing, but when I meditate on it, I don't see it as a good thing. Hmm. Have you ever been told you're too ambitious? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who are these people? Is it up one person in particular or has it been like a series of people? Uh, it's been a series of people I've, I've come across. Typically relationships that are, um, that are more um, romantically oriented. So like. Really? Someone. Yeah. They're just like. Who, who are these people? <laughs> I don't know. Obviously the wrong, the wrong, wrong people. For that me. is so 
See, <laughs> when I first started thinking about this topic, right, um, it was the first thing I wanted to talk about in the series because as a woman, and especially in the last 10 years, when yeah. I've been dating, I've gotten so much criticism. I've been told I'm too ambitious. I've been told I work too hard or work too much. And it always bothered me because it like it it hurt my feelings because I was like, hey, I'm I'm trying to do this thing, I'm trying to build a career for myself, and those particular individuals that I happened to be dating at that time weren't in a situation where they could just you know take care of me, you know, mm -hmm. the traditional kind of relationship where it's like I stay home, raise the kids, and then you bring the bacon. Like it was never that kind of setup, <laughs> and so I I was always like hurt by that because I was like, hey, like you're not providing so that means i <laughs> have to be able to take care of myself like that was something that didn't even ha require a conversation had they probably been in maybe like a higher status or been you know just raking in cash in the door maybe it wouldn't have been an issue but i it always bothered me anytime you know somebody would criticize me in that way and it, always, it was always meant as a put down too. It was always meant as an attack <laughs> and to hurt my feelings. And I think for the longest time it did because I was like, wait a minute, I'm trying to build something for myself <laughs> and I'm, I'm not asking you to pay for, you know, for my way. So that's really interesting because usually traditionally women are looking for men who are ambitious, right? Because in this society, in our culture, we do regard ambitious men and we typically have them up on like a higher status. That guy's really doing great. They're really ambitious. They're you know, grinding, they're like, hustling, all this stuff. So that's really interesting to hear. And it is, did you hear this particular when you were younger or recently? Uh, I would say within the last uh, like five, eight years. Um, so this is fairly recent in your romantic history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think if I were going to uh, attribute it to anything, it would be more of a function of uh, my ambition uh, equals a um, an encroachment on that person's access to my time. Mm. So their ability to access my time is now went from here to here because I'm ambitious about something and it's probably not them. Right. So, it's about our priorities. Yeah. If I'm ambitious about them, if this is where my time and my ambition, they don't care how ambitious I am then at that point. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. So, uh, yeah. um, so it's a matter of number one, how come you're not spending more time with me? <laughs> number two, um how come okay how how come you're you're too ambitious this is now encroaching on our relationship mm -hmm. but i think that's a difficult balance because anybody who is an entrepreneur anybody who is trying to climb that career ladder whichever ladder you're climbing you're gonna you know building a business and building something for yourself is gonna require time there's always gonna be a sacrifice in an exchange so you either have to find a partner who's kind of like on that same trajectory or there has to be a certain kind of understanding of like, Hey babe, I have to do this for the next five years. But afterwards, like my time is going to be all on all, you know, all yours. Um, mm -hmm. and you can't guarantee that. So that puts you in a bit of a, a pickle. 
Mm. Yeah, I think I think when it when it comes to ambition, um, a couple things stick out to me when we're when we're talking about good and bad. Mm -hmm. um, so, just from my personal experience with ambition, um, I've leveraged it to do what I perceive to be a good thing, but um, I can say what a constant a constant um, attribute of ambition that has always been true, no matter how, what flavor version it comes in throughout my life. Um, it's always required some degree, if not total selfishness, because ambition mm. is my desire to succeed. Right. I can't be ambitious for someone else. That's just not no, possible. No, for sure. I've, I've also tried that. <laughs> My last ex, like. he wanted to be an actor. And I was like, yeah. yo, I can't want this more for you than you want it for yourself. And it's and that was like an underlying thread of constant discussion between us. Because I was like, bro, I've already like rewritten your resume three times. I've taken your headshots you know, for the, for all the platforms and stuff. And it got to the point where it's like, I can't want this more than you want it. Yeah. And it was a really strange dynamic. And that tension after a while just built and built and became this, you know, giant boulder that we could not overcome. Cause I was like, this is weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I think, I think that in itself, like, you know, so you, you, you have to be selfish period mm. it doesn't, it's not no one wants to say they're selfish like it's not a it's not a it's not a thing someone thinks highly of themselves when they say they're selfish but that's what it is when you really boil yeah. it down it's like i am my desire is my desire is a focus of, mm -hmm. of right now so that being said that kind of starting there um i think that there are instances of um there are instances of um uh so so like the act of being ambitious is, is a selfish act right just right. To start there so is is that when is being selfish a good or a bad thing um i think that depending on if you look at it through the lens of like most spiritual practices and all that good stuff then there is never a good time to be selfish therefore to be ambitious is always a bad thing let's just right just from a spiritual <laughs> standpoint. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Now, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but do you think there is a difference between a man's ambition versus a woman's ambition? Um, do I believe so? Let me just make sure I get this. So do, you, do I believe that it's okay for a woman to be ambitious and, and for a man to be ambitious? Or do I think that their ambitions are different? No, is there a difference? Is because, it? I mean, for the last few years, oh. and especially from like this study that was from, I think it was Professor Frank Flynn from Columbia Business School, he did a case study where he presented a story using a man's name, Howard, and then the other half of the class using a woman's name, Heidi. And there was these negative behavioral traits that came out of that because ambition is viewed negatively in women. So... Mm those dominant behaviors when it comes to leadership are negatively viewed for women, but for on the other side, for men who are successful, um, it's seen in a positive light. 
So that's kind of what I wanted to suss out a little bit. Plus, there was a Pew research um, of the three traits that we value or society values um, most in men versus women. And in men, it's honesty, morality, professionalism, financial success, ambition, and leadership. Um, mm. Versus the top three qualities for women were physical attractiveness, shocking, <laughs> <laughs> empathy, nurturing, kindness, and then, and then intelligence. So ladies, if you're really smart, but look look like... I didn't even, hear anything you've been, that though. Yeah, no, but th that's the thing. It's that we as a society, you know, kind of project these qualities onto certain genders differently and we reward them differently. So if you're a pretty girl, you can pretty much go do whatever you want. <laughs> but for men, you, you'll you see how like attractiveness doesn't even matter. You know, there's it's nowhere on a top three here. And we don't care if a man is empathetic, nurturing or kind. You can be a total dick. And still climb that, you know, and you could tell from a lot of C CEOs, you know, half of them or most of them are like psychopaths. Yeah. And we as a society reward that kind of behavior because, you know, they're showing ambition and leadership or what we call leadership in that instance. Um, so I think from a societal perspective, it is viewed differently. I find it really interesting that in your romantic relationships, you've gotten so much flack for it just because typically you would be rewarded for that kind of behavior. Yeah, I think I think it plays out differently um, mm -hmm. depending on, uh, like I said, what flavor. But I think when it comes to men and women, um, so that study you mentioned, I, I, have, I have to I'd have to look at it, but I can't really make a, a quantitative assessment of like what that actually means but what i could say is that um I i'm just going to throw a monkey in, uh, a wrench in, in a monkey wrench in, into the situation just to just to just as a thought experiment um so we already know ambition in itself is selfish is, is selfish right so we, we kind of established that now what if um a woman's ambition to um to, I'm just going to make something up here. Um, uh, what if a woman's ambition to, let's say, become a CEO of a company? It's not driven by, um, that ambition is not driven or motivated by maybe um, providing more access or opportunities or, um, you know, removing uh, barriers and equity inequities. But her the motivation of that woman to become a CEO is to prove that women can do it just as much as men uh, or, or, or like, look, I, I did it. I'm a woman and I did it. It's like, well, that ambition was fueled um, in vain. I, I'm not sure if I'm using the right terminology here, but but it, it was almost in a sense of like and I, this goes for guys, too. Like, I'm not saying this is men or women, but I'm just saying in general, it's like if your motivation is to do it because you just want to say women can do it, then it's like, well, then at that case, we're just, we're playing tit for tat this whole time, right? As a, as a, as a society, men versus mm -hmm. women, it's like, oh, if a man did it, I want to do it. Man did this. I want to do that. When is it just going to be like, that's what man did. Okay. That's fine. I'm going to go do this. And it's just like this pressure we put on ourselves to. Well, I think you have to go back 
Yeah, I think that's a good point. But you have to go back to it's not a matter of like a woman's never done it. It's the fact that women have never been provided the opportunity to do those same things. So True. I think there is definitely the value of like, don't just do something. I want to be the first football player linebacker because a woman's never been allowed to the NFL. I right. would be dead. <laughs> I would never that would never be a goal or ambition of mine because I'm like physically not possible. Just to be honest, but I'm not going to keep any other, like if that's somebody else's ambition and they happen to be a woman, I'd be like, yep, have at it. Go for you it. Know, good luck. Good job. Like, you know, go, go try that out. But I think there's also on the flip side of what you're kind of touching on is that, especially for my career, there are moments where that was my ambition. It's like, I have to keep doing this job just so my niece or my goddaughters or any other woman behind me are coming up just sees <laughs> that a woman is here because if you don't see it, it's hard to kind of picture it. Right. Um, and Michelle Obama does a great job about talking about her career and how represent representation matters and being able to understand and know that women can be in that space is also really important. But yeah, to your point, don't just do something just because, Hey, a woman can do it do too. And they should, and they probably can depending on the career. Yeah. Um, but if that's your only goal, <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a very empty one. And you're going to arrive at that point and then come up feeling empty handed. So yeah. I think there's definitely two sides of that coin. Um, now I want to go back to your baby self, your 15 year old self. What was, and we kind of touched on this, you know, you talked about the lack of, you know, opportunities growing up, but do you remember what your ambition was when you were like baby Morris and you were like 15, 15 years old? Um, yeah, my ambition back then was, uh, to, um, <laughs> to get out of, get out of my parents' house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was everybody. I know, right? <laughs> You're like, when uh, I'm a grown up. I'm going to be doing this. Yeah, wait and now to... that, yeah, now that we're adults, we're like, oh like, man, being an adult sucks. Oh, <laughs> take care of me. I don't pay any bills. I don't work anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but um, no, back back then, I think what I was most ambitious about was uh, creating. I just I wanted to create things, um, mm. and it didn't matter what the mechanism was. Uh, I, I did instrument or did music. Um, uh, I mean, like just everything was, everything I did or touched, it just, it had to be something that allowed me to create, mm -hmm. uh, whether it was like, literally it could be like, this might sound stupid. It could literally be making mixtapes that I was going to sell at school. Oh, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> like, okay, what songs do I want on this tape? Yeah. What tape is this going to be? Like I'm creating a playlist basically and that in itself was just creative so even small things like that i was just like i just love to create stuff so yeah yeah no that's awesome and how how has that ambition changed from your little mixtape playing self to to now grown up you you're how old are now 36 36 yeah that's crazy i know <laughs> um it's 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 evolved um mm. it's ascended descended um motivation there was a portion of my life a, a large portion of my life where a lot of the ambition was focused around money money oriented um right but where i've landed today now is my ambition is to uh do one of two things um 
solve really hard problems that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 benefit everyone and everything. Um, and two, um, be more. Um, be more. Uh, this might sound super cliche, but uh, be more present and connected with uh, with 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 the people around me. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, th- those are the things that I'm most ambitious about. Is just you know, um, yeah, being 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 around and connecting with the people that matter, um, and like I said, solving solving hard ass problems that make a difference. No, oh, that's great. I think it's very noble. The world has a lot of big problems. We do. I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to solve yourself first. Fuck, man. It's like Rubik's cube. It keeps changing. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're we're coming up on time thank you so much for joining me today um and thank you all for listening i hope you guys enjoy this first season and if you like this content please remember to rate and review thank you all till next time <laughs>